Welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. This is episode 49. We're almost at the 50 episode mark, my friend. Yes, sir. We'll get there before Christmas. That's true. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we did more episodes this year than last year since we bumped it up to once a week as opposed to once a month, how we started. It's pretty crazy. I mean, before long, we'll be at 100 episodes. It's pretty wild. Um, That's crazy. But you're in Oberstdorf this week, right? Yes, I am in Oberstdorf since um, Friday last week, mm-hmm. and I will stay here basically until um, Christmas or also over Christmas, um, since I got some holiday left at work or some yeah some holiday left at work, and now I work two days a week um, mm-hmm. from home office, and the rest of the time I try just to enjoy the beautiful nature here since. Um, we still got to deal with a lot of uh, restrictions in our everyday life. And I think it's um, a privileged, a, a pretty privileged situation to to spend your time in this kind of second lockdown here. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's basically what we both did for the first lockdown. Yeah. Um, I think our listeners heard that I was, I mean, you were with your family as you are now, and then I was staying in these apartments up in the mountains and it's just beautiful. Like, it's a weird time when you feel kind of quarantined or locked in, but it's like you said, it's kind of a, um, a special, like a grateful situation to be in that area for that, because you can really step outside and have all this open space and you can go on, you know, you're very sporty in that region. Like, you know, you go skiing and stuff. And for me, it was nice to go on these long walks and go hiking and stuff that I don't normally do. And it was nice (laughs) to get some fresh air and, um, but what is like in, in Oberstdorf, like what is the, um, what is the social temperature like right now in, in terms of, um, in terms of Corona? Is that a lot, is it like a more fearful zeitgeist right now or, or, you know, how is that? Um, I love how you always try to bring in this one German word, you know, <laughs> I always love slipping in zeitgeist. Um, no, but the, the, the temperature, uh, as you call it, um, is pretty low uh, in terms of um, like people aren't as freaked out. People aren't as freaked out, but I, I gotta admit, I because of Corona, I did not see and talk to that many people. And the people I talk to are like, yeah, um, we will have big issues here because this whole um, region feeds of tourism and winter tourism, right. um, and. A lot of hotels and um, like the, the the ski schools and whatever yeah. are worried about if they still exist in spring after this Corona winter. Um, so that is still a, bi- a big thing. But in everyday life, um, it's kind of weird because it is so it, it it is a ghost town basically, and that's something in Oberstdorf I know um, f- only in like one or two weeks in November or early December, like until now, mm-hmm. normally 
um, because the rest of the year, since tourism's also started to to grow that big, also in summer, mm-hmm. um, and you always have like shitloads of people all over the place, <laughs> basically all right. year, and yeah. now it is so quiet. It is basically a ghost town. You you walk through town, and it is one street. All um, all the shops are closed. You see nobody. Um, a lot of a lot of shutters in front of in front of the windows. Right. Um, yeah. And then the next next street, you see maybe like two shops that are open, but all of the restaurants are empty, etc., etc. And especially in a region that that lives off tourism and a lot of people being around and being in shops and restaurants and yeah, um, using the the gondola up the mountains, etc., etc. Um, this is pretty weird. Um, plus, I already messed up one time because um, in the I don't want to say inner city, but in the like the pedestrian only area. What do you call it? Like Fußgängerzone. A pedestrian zone. Pedestrian zone. I was, that was pretty close. You were pretty close, yeah. Um, midtown, you also have to wear a mask there. Um, so right. like um, on the streets. And I didn't know that. And I was walking along because um, <laughs> I was um, <laughs> going somewhere for a podcast recording. Um And I was um, having my headphones on playing a new album. And then at some point there was a woman shouting at me and I was like, what the fuck, what did I do wrong? And she's like, yeah, wear a mask, wear a mask. And I'm like, I'm outside. And she says, yeah. And this pedestrian zone all over Oberstdorf, you got to wear a mask. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> oh, weird man. here, especially yeah. it's already so quiet. Plus um, it started snowing on Saturday. Yeah. And sadly, we didn't get that much snow as the rest of the Alps, where they're like <laughs> um, nearly drowning in snow, like in Switzerland and Italy and parts That's of crazy. Austria. But even though, um, or still, the the snow like um, absorbs so many so many noises and sounds, and it gets quieter. Yeah. But it already is so quiet. <laughs> it's 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 insane. Yeah, I was in Oberstdorf not too long ago. Um, maybe a couple of weeks ago and I already had that same feeling. It hadn't snowed yet, but I kept thinking, this is very few people. I, I kept thinking, this yeah. this feels very strange. I, I mean, I've been in Oberstdorf a lot and it always feels very crowded. I, I always feel like, like, like very much as the odd man out because I see so many people all in this skiing gear and snowboarding gear and, you know, sporty clothing and just all bustling around in, in a, in a, in a hussy, you know, getting around no. <laughs> in a fuss. And, um, and I don't know, I went there a couple of weeks ago and it just, it, like you said, it's, it's a ghost town and it, it's very barren and very quiet and, And, you know, they were telling me, yeah, this is, this is what it's like when it's only the locals. Yeah. And you really, you really start to, um, start to feel that also when you go, go shopping. My mom, um, was, um, was grocery shopping on Saturday Mm -hmm. and she, she was like, yeah, now that the tourists are gone, um, the supermarket doesn't even give a shit if all the products are there. (laughs) <laughs> they don't even stock like, the store. She was like, I wanted to buy this and that and I don't know what and they didn't have it. And she wanted to make a a, a pumpkin soup mm-hmm. in the evening and they, they didn't have any and they didn't refill and um, also with, I don't know, other groceries. <laughs> and That's like, okay, so crazy. You start to realize um, 
that really this whole region only lives off this one big economical um, bubble, which yeah, is like, tourism. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And yeah, and that was also weird. And um, to get to the, the to the topic of today's episode, um, on Klausentag on Sunday, um, mm -hmm. because normally yeah, tell me what happened. <laughs> a lot of people are out there in the streets, and we talked about it um, when they come into town in this big kind of kind of huddle and run down the main street, and like hundreds of people standing on the side of the street, and obviously that did not happen, and it was weird. And normally, even if you stay at home, uh, because It is quiet because of the snow, etc. You hear the bells all over town, even right. if you're just sitting on your balcony or in your living room. Um, and yeah, wasn't this the first year since it began that it was like officially canceled? Yeah, it was like like practically seen. It was the first time since World War II that it has been canceled, and before it, I I don't think it ever was officially canceled, but it just didn't take place because of um yeah in times of, of war etc of course but yeah. it could be that it's been the first time that there um really was an announcement before where they said okay this is not allowed we cannot um let that take place were you surprised um that they were going to cancel that because from my perspective ever since they canceled Wiesen or oktoberfest i figured everything else was kind of shot for the year um i was totally not surprised um Like because of two reasons. The first is that they um, still got this big event we all already talked about in an early episode um, in February. This um, this skiing world championship in Oberstdorf, right? Which they really want to take place, and it needs to take place with um, with an audience or without <laughs> with fans right. or without them, right? And because of that, they're is kind of a policy that okay we cancel every little event before to still have a bigger chance to let that one event take place where um a lot of money has been put in by the by the region by the town etc right. in february so that's the first reason why i um already thought they're they're going to cancel it and the second is that um when you think about it and we're going to have a story later where we also talk about this first of all um we already learned in the last episode in the Clausen part one um that because of the outfits they wear basically they wear a face mask so that's a good thing <laughs> that's that's true yeah <laughs> so you got your your whole face covered that is a good thing but um the other thing is You don't um, do it on your on your own. You're not alone. You al always have like um, groups of five or six clouds running. Mm -hmm. That is the first problem. And the second is that the the, the whole thing um, contains the part where after they did this big run through the main street, where the little groups of clouds, like the, the Rudel, how you call it, um, go visit people in their living rooms. And that's basically mm -hmm. a super spreader event. Like yeah. having this one group of five people. Um, going into every single home, touching the yeah, glasses. Yeah, going to every single home, um, touching everything. Yeah. Um, maybe having raw chicken hats with them or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so obviously It's possible. That, that is a big, um, a big argument for uh, letting it not take place. And at the end of the day, something uh, took place on Sunday. And that's also something we'll have in, in the story later. Um, and I was surprised um, Were you? how... And I, I was not surprised that there were people doing it in oh. 
um, but I was surprised how the police dealt with it. And uh, all in all, besides one little incident, uh, which is kind of ridiculous, um, they were really relaxed about it. So the police were the police were yeah because it was forbidden, but obviously there were clauses um, like running in two, in groups of two, which is legally still allowed, etc. And don't going to people's home, but maybe just uh, showing up in front of the house, making some sound. Maybe someone brings them a drink outside. That's what happened. Um, and the police were not that strict that they were like, okay, we um, this is forbidden. We're gonna arrest you. We're gonna send you home. Whatever. So they they would let um, the few clowns that were around do their thing basically, and that that is something that actually surprised me um, regarding my um, <laughs> my experiences with the local police here. And why why like why did it surprise you so much? Because I feel like people who are from that region were kind of thankful for that for that spectacle, even though it had to ha- it had to take place differently than it normally has before but i think do you do you think maybe some people were kind of also thankful to see it it was like a little bit of normal for them yeah sure um no i was just surprised by how relaxed the police was because usually even if it's um allowed to do the the, the whole thing they are um super strict um and basically you could say they're just doing their job well if they forbid something they they look after it and um and <clears throat> punish the people who don't um follow the rules etc and right. the main rule was basically there is no Klausentreiben. don't wear your costume and go out and still people did that in smaller groups and right. like um looking that they would not um yeah that they that they would be they would stay within this um this legal area and right. also regarding um, taking care about, about people's health, etc. Um, but that they would let them pass and do their thing, even though they for- forbid it in the first place. Okay. Okay. That was, that's what basically what I was surprised about, which yeah. is cool because I'm um, still for many people, like you said, it was um, nice to still see them. And my, my little, um, Baby sister and my dad were standing at the window and there were like two clouds and one of them was Max <laughs> um, <laughs> running over this huge field in front of our house. And mm-hmm. you, would, you, you, would, you would see the snow, you would, in the dark, you would maybe see one of the horns blinking and you would hear the bells and it just makes for a great effect. Um, I had some friends who went down to this town pretty close to Oberstdorf called Schölang. Mm-hmm. Schölang? And... I saw some videos of uh, the Klausen running there and it seemed like they were wearing like bigger bells than normal to make more, more sound. sound. Yeah. <laughs> was that, a, you think that was probably a choice to say like, okay, we can't do our normal run. We have to do like this very, you know, confined version of our normal tradition. So let's make this big of an impression as we can. Um, yeah, I guess a lot of people did that. I, from the people I knew that um, were participating in Oberstdorf, they did not do that. They, they um, would wear the same belts they would wear in any year. Mm-hmm. Maybe even lighter because um, since they were not allowed and it was not possible to do this kind of, um, have this kind of route and having a stop here and at this guy's home and having a stop here at this family's home, etc. Um, so the, the runs were longer for them. 
from one station where they knew, okay, there's this one friend of ours and he's bringing a few, few drinks out in front of the garage or so, so we can keep distance, etc. Um, and there were only a few of them, so the ways were longer and they had to run longer. <laughs> and so they were not wearing heavier belts. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, did you, how, many, how many years actually have you been, um, or how, how many years have you ran as a Klausen? Um, let me count. One, two, three, five. Five years already? Five years, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I and missed it you, one time, um, but yeah, five times, yeah. And when you listened to uh, the interview I did with uh, old man Josef, the old wise <laughs> man, the mage, um, did you, like, how did you feel about being like the, the new generation of Klausen, like compared to what he talked about with his, like his father's brother, like his uncle or with, um, <laughs> you know, how his generation handled it? You know, did you, did you think that stuff sounds absolutely crazy? Or in your opinion, since you were a Klausen or you are one, do you think, yeah, that's just kind of how it goes? And, you know, do you see it evolving as clearly as he does? Or do you think like, how do you feel about that, that difference he talked about? Um, first of all, that's at, at when when um, when Seb closed that story, I had to laugh so hard because he was like, "Yeah, it's just a funny story to tell," and you're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. They mistreated this woman so bad she got to jail. What the fuck? They stripped her naked and threw her in a well <laughs> and put her and in he jail." He was like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's a funny regular story. Friday night, regular Friday <laughs> night with the boys." <laughs> then we just went out um, and played some cards, you know. <laughs> Um, no, but but uh, back to your question. Um, first of all, the 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 story he told um, it didn't shock me because I also already knew about how it took place and what happened in um, earlier times and how crazy they were. There is also some footage, and I wanted to 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 find it for our social media, but I didn't find it. Um, like a like a TV piece about the Klausentreiben in Oberstdorf, and it's from the 60s or 70s, and there's like footage of um, a police car driving at I don't know, um, 35, 40 kilometers per hour, and there's like four Klausen standing on the car on the on the hood, hitting hitting on the on the on the windows, etc. So they were like crazy, yeah. Um, and but I also um, am super happy with how it is handled um, nowadays, and that these super crazy um, things um, are not um, tolerated anymore. Like, um, yeah, I'm not shocked that this happened, and I know that, but I'm still happy that we are. Um, <laughs> if it, it's still a weird tradition, and it's still something um, that has such a brutal vibe to it but i'm yeah. <laughs> still happy that we have um i don't think i don't know found a way to make it and it's, this still sounds weird a bit more human or civilized <laughs> i don't know if you can uh, really use that yeah. words for this um event um and yeah and i think oberstorf still is in a in in a um in a great position where this um thing can exist now because in other um towns around Allgäu, like Sonthofen. They also still have a Klausentreiben, but they had um, really bad experiences with stories like um, Sepp told and even worse in earlier times. And so now the Klausentreiben takes place um, like this big event and people um, 
meet on this yeah on this on this big square in front of a church or something or on the, on the, the main square in Sonthofen. Um mm-hmm. and then there's the Klausentreiben, but it basically takes place within a cage. So the Klausen are basically in between gates, like it looks like they're in a cage and they run wow. around and make some sound and have to disappear after, an, I don't know, an hour or two. Um, and that sucks basically because that, it's, yeah, it's that takes away limited. the magic. It's like, yeah. it's like carnival then. Um, yeah, it's like a line so in I'm a cage. I'm glad that, that um, still um, most of the people know how to behave when they wear those costumes and those bells and um, are equipped with their rods. And um, like you will learn later, also uh, tools like a bull's penis. Um, oh God, I have some questions about that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, but it still, it still is allowed to take place in this kind of raw um, way where they come from the woods, they run around, they do their thing, but it still works that those very, very bad things and mistreatings um, do not happen anymore. Mm. And just on the topic of something that he said that I wanted to ask you about, um, I asked him if he noticed if the amount of participants in the Clausen tradition was getting less each year, and if he thought that eventually it as a tradition in whole might fade out or transition into something different altogether. Do you feel that that's possible or do you feel the same way as him that it, it will never go away? Um, actually, um, I think it, it has the, um, the potential, like he said, to never go away and to um, still take place for many, many years to come. Because there are still so many, so many kids growing up with it, and um, so many young boys wanting to par- participate. I mean, it was the same for me. Like, like you broke it down to a, to a very good point where you said, uh, Joseph, I feel like you were scared of them until you were seventeen or something, and um, you and became were, one, <laughs> and became one. Yeah. <laughs> and when I think about about my childhood, I was also so super scared. For me, it was like when I first saw the the movie The Purge. That's it's what like it f- the purge. It's, it's really like what, the purge. That's what it felt to me as a as a, as a kid. And um, like he said, one very beautiful um, sentence. It's the the worst evening of the year, but the best night. Right. Because right. you fear it in advance as a kid. Like um, it's, when 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 it's getting cold in in fall. You already start start to feel. You know it's getting cold. You're getting closer to December. Ah, goddamn! <laughs> oh man, that um, must be so And then crazy. when you go to bed after Klausentreiben, um, it's the best night's sleep you'll get all year as a kid because you know, yes, now I got another 365 days to live. <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> that must yeah. be the best feeling, man. Um, and regarding the participants, what I experienced in the five years I took part is that it were it was not getting less it was like there were up and downs which had a lot of uh, which had a lot to do with on which weekday um, the 6th of December was so obviously if it's on a Friday or a Saturday um, a lot more people are going to participate because they don't have to worry about do I have to to take um, 
a day off at work, the day after, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, and in the five years, I, I, I definitely, because last year when I participated, I thought, okay, this is really going down. These are really not that many Klausen. Um, but the year before, not the year before I missed out, but two years before, it were like 150 or something. Um, <sighs> That's which a lot. Which is quite a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it still has the potential to go on like this for many, many years to come. The only thing that I could think about that could make it stop is like um, political changes or changes in the, yeah, in, in how the society in Oberstdorf lives, to, lives together that um, the society here says, okay, we've um, come over this. We don't need this anymore as the mm. community of Oberstdorf. Um, right. But since we both know things change slowly here, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. going to happen um, so soon. But I think it's interesting to see that the, the behavior of the people in the tradition has actually changed over, over only like two or three generations, as we heard, no. like between, between Joseph's dad and you, that's, that's at least three big generation gaps there. And it changed quite a lot, like just the behavior itself. So I think maybe if the behavior of itself keeps evolving to the like the social climate of the era that it's taking place in, perhaps the act itself doesn't have to evolve into something else. Like maybe that doesn't yeah. have to go away because it, I can see what it means to a lot of people. I hear what it means in people's voices when they talk about it, like especially between you and Josef. And I think it's great that there is something like that that's so old and means something so like to so many people but it is even more interesting to me as an outsider to see it evolving into something else without losing that special touch, you know? Yeah, totally. And that's something, um, this evolving that, um, you would experience, or at least I experienced, um, participating. Um, and we talked so much about the, the brutal sides of it. And, um, after all we talked about in the last episode, um, and this so far, uh, so many outsiders could think, okay, this is just some some super weird, brutal thing. Um, how can they still do this? But um, let's take a quick look about the, the beautiful side of it, which is basically, and that's um, about the evolving. The first time I took place, obviously I was about to, yeah, <laughs> to, it, this, sound, this might sound very, um, very basic, but it is something about this, yeah, becoming a man thing, this coming of age as a young guy. If you participate for the first time with, I don't know, 16, um, and you you do it and you you are super hyped, you um, you build your first costume together with your dad or something, um, and you think, yeah, I'm going to build um, those heavy rods and I'm going to give back some of the, the, the violence I experienced, etc., and obviously that is not such a good thing. But after the first year where I was really around and um, and chasing after people and making them do things like we've heard in last in the last episode, um, it changed from year to year and became more like, okay, it's not about running around and hurting people or mistreat them or anything or punish anyone for anybody they might have done. But it's more about those parts like, um, I know for two years, this friend of mine would dress up as St. Nicholas and we would together visit um, other befriended families of my family um, and their, their children and would play the, 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 the classic good cop, bad cop thing with St. Nicholas and the evil Klaus. That's um, cool. 
and then go on this on this run. And this is still something I really love as as well as a as a spectator as well as a and participant. This main run in the beginning because it just makes for a for a great image and a great sound experience and whatever. But after that, we started just um, just to focus on going from step to step and to visit people. And that is the beautiful thing because basically everybody lets you in and offers you drinks and food and you meet so many people you don't see all year, especially me um, having moved somewhere else a few years ago. Right. And you see those people you see once a year and you have great conversations and... Um, and hang hang out with this with this one family you haven't seen in in a year and get a great dinner there and um some some boatside basically and 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 some beers then you move on to the next and you see a friend you haven't seen in in a while etc cetera, etc cetera. and that and this socializing um part is the beautiful part about it i think and from for me um the more times i i took part um the more i set the focus on this part of it like just meeting people and maybe obviously showing up there and making for an impressive image, but then get in there, get in touch with people, having a good time and <laughs> get hammered, obviously. That's, <laughs> that's the side effect of it. Um, but yeah, and so, and this is something I see with many clouds that um, take part, that it is evolving in general more and more into into this way of, okay, it is about... Um, meeting people and having this tradition that you, because um, we all already talked about Oberstdorf and that people are sometimes seem so, so closed and um, focused on their, their private life and they're not that open basically. And this does completely change on Klausentag. I've been invited to people's home. I didn't know in my whole life before, maybe they knew my dad or something. And I always thought, okay, these are people that are not so open and that always seem kind of grumpy. And then this one evening, every everyone has a, has an um, an open heart and open mind for every everything, and that is what I find um, so beautiful about it because I did not experience it that much before in Oberstdorf, and that's why I still love to participate. And I think that is something that has the potential to live on for many many years. That's a really that's a really well put description of the other side of things because I think me included, a lot of people don't often think about that side of it. One one uh, another question I had um, just before we get into the interviews that you set up um, was how often is it the case that when uh, someone like let's say you turn seventeen or eighteen and you become a Klausen, um, how common is it that people visit their own family? Is does that happen? Yeah, sure. Um... Like um, one one tradition that you do is when you have your group that you run with your rudel, you start at um, one of the guys' home, and their family would make cash button. So you have a oh. have a foundation for all the schnapps you're about to drink that night, and that's yeah. where you dress up and you eat cash button. And after that, um, yeah, obviously we you you visit a lot of families um, of the the members of your group you run with. Um, we, nev we never really visited my family because of the little children and um, it would get so late because we would start at 7.30 at an, a whole other part of Oberstdorf. So we never really visited my family, but in general, yeah, it, that that's a thing. Okay, okay. And finally, 
like within the normal group that you go around with, what is the overall behavior towards little children when you do enter a house that has them? Like, is there expectation from the parents for you to act a certain way to maybe give some, some sort of lesson? I know that, you know, we'll talk later about, you know, your friend Max carries, uh, sweets around for certain kids to, to, to show us like a, you know, a kinder side. But do you, you know, were you ever asked by somebody like, Hey, when you come over later, or, you know, if you happen to stop by, you know, little Johnny or little Hans or whatever, you know, took, <laughs> you know, a Euro out of my wallet, you know, maybe give him like a little lesson or like, you know, has that ever happened with you and your friends before? Yeah, sure. Um, and it happens more likely, like I just said, when I did this with my friend who dressed up as St. Nicholas, that you do this before you start the Klausen run. I so see. when it because it gets it gets dark at around I don't know five and then maybe at five thirty you're gonna meet some of those families and then they would um, send you a lot of stuff their children did etc. And uh, Saint Nicholas would have a speech where he has all this listed up and then you play this whole good cup <laughs> bad cup thing. But also yeah, like you like you mentioned, it happens a lot that um, people tell you in advance. Yeah, if it happens that you stop by our place, by the way. Little Maria, little I don't know Hans, like you said, um, did this <laughs> and that. Could we? Could you make up for a? Um, how do you call it for a little? Um, peda, um, pedagogical, pedagogical uh, um, <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, so that happens. Um, and visiting those families, yeah, is is also a thing, but. Um, you try to do it earlier because later the children go to bed. Plus, you are more and more drunk, and yeah, it gets um, a little, that's, little that's looser not the part, as you go along. Yeah, that's not the part you have to 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 show little kids, and also also you, um, yeah, you try to do that earlier because later when you get to the stations, you would all always take off your 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 heads. Um, when that, was what I, that was the last thing I wanted to ask about, actually, because uh, not to, not to cut you off, but with with uh, Josef, you know, he and uh, of course uh, his kids and stuff, they all say that you know no one ever takes their helmets off. But with your generation, the ones that I've been the most confronted with, you, you always do. Like when yeah, did that but, start? Um, I don't think this is something that is new and that started now. But um, okay. The, the 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 basic rule is um never take off your hat um on the streets or outside of a house maybe if it's, right. if, if it's if it's a backyard and you go out for a cigarette okay but don't take your hat off on on the streets or you're not a clown anymore and other clowns will hit you <laughs> really plus um wow. never take off your hat in front of children to not destroy ah, the magic so they so they take them off because i'm not around kids yeah that's a oh, thing, uh, and that's okay. why. And that's why. Imagine you being uh, with the Geigers, and th that's also the story um, Sarah um, talked about. Um, yeah, that's the stations you do later in the evening, where you just go to people to eat and drink, and then oh, you, obviously okay. you take off your your head <laughs> to drink, etc. Sure. But and that's why you mostly plan to visit families with kids earlier. And there you don't take off your head, obviously, just not to destroy the magic. I see. Okay, that makes a lot more sense, yes. Yeah. So it's just all about the timing, seeing the yeah. kids early on, later on, just like getting drunk and following yeah. the street rules of it. Um, <laughs> man, I feel like I drilled you a lot, but I really learned a lot about, you know, doing these these two episodes, uh, listening to the stories that we're about to uh, play. 
and doing the last episode with Joseph and with Sarah, I really feel like I've learned a lot about this and um, I, ha- I have a new perspective on it. And I, you know, I don't want to sound like I don't get excited about it whenever I talk about this, this, you know, one bad experience I had or how, you know, I'm still someone who like, I can respect traditions without getting 100% involved in them or like wanting to go be a part of them every year. You know, like there's so many different traditions in so many different countries all around the world. And some of them I find like beautiful and interesting enough to investigate a little bit, maybe to even see once or twice and some of them interest me less. And this one definitely is unique and special to this region and is interesting, very interesting. But I feel like I'm so always, I'm always disappointing uh, Germans uh, from the South when they find out that uh, I'm not always like stoked to go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe that's also because in that region, like a lot of people do know me. I'm I'm the, the American, you know? So like, uh. it's easier for me to be on a spotlight instead of, you know, like Sarah kind of being on the sideline and just watching the whole thing and being like, wow, this is crazy. You know, when you're dragged into it, it's a bit, yeah. a bit different. And probably that's just uh, a little bit of baby trauma I'm going to have to uh, swallow <laughs> and move on for next year, if it happens properly next year. Let's hope so. Yeah, there's some people who definitely want me to go, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think basically the 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 the, the stoke about it, um, like I and people like Max have it, really comes from having this, I don't know, full life experience growing up with it. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah, definitely. And I, I'm super glad we could also talk about the, 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 the beautiful parts about it. And before we get into stories, there's one little story that all that I always picture and that always makes me excited about it, um, about this big get-together is like a few years ago, um, a father of a friend of mine um, was not in a good... Um, in in a good health status. He had some operations before and he couldn't really leave the house and um, he lived his whole life here and he always um, also got got hyped and and stoked about it. And um, there was so much um, bad things going on in in his life. And then we went there and you could really see how it enlightened him and how he was happy like a little child that Klausen would visit his home um, and that's one of those little stories that really makes me hyped every year again because of this great get-together. That's so sweet, man. That's great. Um, well, cool. Before we, uh, So let's not keep people waiting too much longer. Do you want to set up what the interviews are that we're going to hear or like the stories that you, that you pulled for us? Um, yeah, so basically because what we haven't talked about um, is that there is a version of Klausner, or I don't want to call it a version, there's... Um, an equal thing for women, and it's two days before 6th of December, so on 4th of December. Um, and one friend of mine, Nadine, has participated for a few years. Um, and she's going to tell her, tell us about um, what that is like. Funny thing, uh, <laughs> she messed up one thing, maybe because she talked in English and connected that so deep with America. She said they run on 4th of July <laughs> Instead of fourth of December, right? It's fourth of that December. That would be so always. hot. That would be so terrible in those in those big helmets to run. <laughs> the fourth of July. Um, so it's on the fourth of December. On the fourth of December, it's um, Saint Barbara's Day, and they're called they're not called Klaus, they're called Babele. And she's gonna tell us about her experience. And then I had a conversation with my very close friend Max. Um, we talked about earlier. 
about his experience participating this year, which was kind of super special, plus a little bit about the history of it. Um, some of some some parts about the history of Clausen um, we haven't had in the, in the first episode, plus the history of um, this female version, Babeltag, um, and where does it come from and why they um, might have issues to continue that tradition and why there are less women participating. There's some bad parts about it. But yeah, you're going to hear that in a conversation we recorded yesterday, so on Tuesday. So first first you want to play uh, Max's or, or Nadine's? Hmm. Let's play Nadine's first, just to give an impression how it's like to 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 be a participant on Babel Talk. What you say about this? Sounds great. And then you'll get the backstory together with my together with my very close friend Max. And I say thank you, a lot, Jordan, um, for 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 doing this and for for spreading the word about this super weird um, tradition. I think it fits this show pretty well to do a two-parter on this insane <laughs> situation. Uh, why don't we? Well, yeah, why don't we just go ahead and play those, and then we'll talk talk a little bit uh, before we say bye. What is special for me at the Bärbele Treiben? For me, it's a special thing that you come together with your friends and they build one rudel. So you run all together and go from house to house, get drinks. And while you get from house to house, um, you're chasing after the boys, hunting them. And there's one big thing you always have to have in your head if you're a babel. Because the girls, they run on the 4th of July, so St. Barbara, and the boys on the 6th. So there's a big tradition that every girl that goes out or hunting as a babel, that she also go has to go out on the 6th and that all the boys see the girls And all the girls see the boys. So if you were hunting or going out on the 4th, then you have to go out on the 6th as well. So whatever you do on the 4th, you get the revenge on the 6th from the boys. <laughs> so there's a really big, big thing you have to have in your head. And yeah, I also like about going out that you always see different houses or different people and it depends in which house you go which sort of alcohol you get and there's also a big difference between the boys and the girls because the boys they get schnapps and beer and the girls they get schnapps and beer and wine and liqueur and like they get everything together so I think it's quite harder for the girls for the next morning. That's also a rule. If you are going out on the evening, on the Babel or on the Klausen, then you have to go into the next... Then the next day, you have to go into school 
because most of them are younger or you have to go to work on the next day. So you're not allowed to stay at home. And what is also a difference about that the girls, they a little bit like so the shela, which means like the bells, they are a little bit um, not that much loud or not so loud than from the boys, which mean that they can walk quite quiet behind the people and then start running after them. So that's a cool thing too, because the girls, they don't wear like a big head, so it's not so hot for them, so they can um, run for longer distances. That's also very nice. And the boys are not that scared of the girls, so they think it's not that hard. And that's a good thing for the girls, because then they're not scared, and so it's easier to catch them. Hey Max. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so this <laughs> Let's is something, switch in English. <laughs> this sounds something new for you um, or for both of us. Um, you live with me when I'm in Oberstdorf for quite some time now. You're kind of the the older brother I never had in this household. The, um, the brother you never wish for. <laughs> <laughs> the, not, the, not, not the brother I need, but the one that I deserve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we... Um, talk a lot on the phone, but obviously always in German, um, partly in this weird southern dialect. And so this is new in English. And we want to talk about your Klausen experience this year, since um, the Klausen tag, like um, Jordan and Sepp and uh, Sarah described it in the last episode, is prohibited because of COVID. And still there was some form of Klausen tag. First of all, what were you able to do? this Sunday? I think it's it's easier to tell you what we are um, not allowed to do this year for me. Okay. Um, because normally you w walk around the town and um, go from from house to house. Um, some people you know and they let you in sometimes in a, um, uh, in their uh, Like in the living room, or in, the, in the living room, um, and sometimes only in a in a sh shop, <laughs> kind of a <laughs> or garage or something. In a, you know, in a kind uh, kind of like uh, a garage or something. And um, yes, you it, it was forbidden this year um, because of the uh, of Corona. You can't uh, walk in into the, you're not allowed to walk in to uh, somebody's, somebody's house. Yeah. House, um, yes, and. Um, so you uh, only walk through the uh, town like every year, but when you're um, somewhere you you have uh, you you want to go and drink there some schnapps or beer or wine <laughs> or something, you have to uh, stay out. And and the, most of the people you you go to um, the the years before, they're. Um, won't let you in anymore and um, they don't 
uh, hand you something out before the houses. So yeah. and it, it was it was difficult to find uh, a, a station you can go to. So you have to run more than the years before because you have yeah. uh, less uh, stations go to. Because it, it was forbidden because if you think about the main activity, it would be kind of a super spreader event because um, on the one hand, people said, let those guys run because they wear masks, their faces covered, but you run in groups plus the main activities go from house to house, from living room to living room. And so obviously that doesn't work with COVID. And still um, there was a possibility for you to do it, um, but without a group, first of all, and you did not have that many stations and you had to run Quite a lot. Um, a lot more than <laughs> any year before. Um, for our listeners, since we lived together yesterday, I think you woke up around um, 2.30 p.m. And I saw you walking out of your room. <laughs> your I, whole body was aching and you were like, ah. I, I think I, I woke up at, at 10, but uh, I, I couldn't stand up. It was <laughs> too hard. <laughs> the... the, um, the um, muscle sickness, uh, muscle kind of a kind of a aching, aching, aching yes, yes. Muscles, yeah. and yeah, because we we run uh, a lot more than any year before, and uh, with the with the costume you wear and the 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 shale, the, the bells, um, it's quite some weight. It's, it, it's a lot of weight uh, you have to to carry. Um, and then there uh, was a, a, a snow was falling um, at this night and and nobody uh, cleaned up in the night the, the, the streets. So it was difficult more and more. But the most important question is, why did you do it since it, it, it was forbidden the first hand? Um, so uh, we, we can say you and a close friend ran as a team of two, which is still legal. So you did nothing illegal, basically. Yeah. Um, but why did you do it? Um, it's a lot of fun every year. Um, not the drinking or um, maybe hurt somebody with the with the route. It's not uh, one of these things. It's I think it's. Uh, the yeah to to be wild one night a year you can be uh, a wild monster <laughs> a total creep <laughs> yes maybe um and i guess so so as far i i did not participate um but and i didn't see you guys but my dad saw you and he said it was pretty spectacular and the great view, seeing you guys coming over a huge field covered of snow, the mountains in the back, and you hear the sound. Some, some fog um, on the on the yeah. field. So like, so it was maybe also about the kind of mystical effect these, yeah, these the, creatures bring to this town. The the other peoples are um, a little scared of you, and I think that's funny because um, I'm not. Uh, a bad guy <laughs> um, but but then I've, I think it's uh, yeah a little bit funny when somebody's scared of you but you uh, no no bad guy who wants to hurt anybody or it's yeah kind of 
mystery because nobody see your face and uh, you're loud with the bells and you you do um, yes uh, you scream yeah and um, yeah and for kids it feels like the purge <laughs> yes yeah but I'm uh, but I'm a very a kind Klaus to kids uh, you the, always have sweets with you the, the last years I always have some sweets with me like on carnival I go <laughs> if I see some um, some kids I go uh, um, to them and give them um, sweets maybe if, if they sing it's cool but uh, if they do not so it is you don't feel the need to hurt them with your rod no or no your bull's penis or whatever you care with never <laughs> yeah <laughs> last year we wanted to, to get because we we were um doing it together and we wanted to get this um and i gotta admit it's kind of sem semi-legal <laughs> um to because um klausen wear these rods with the hit people with or mostly what we always do just to make noise hit like road signs etc and we wanted to get um those those <laughs> pieces of a bull and we knew it as oxenfiesel and then we went to a shop where people buy i don't know what to call it a pet shop basically a pet shop yeah it's a pet shop yeah um because um and then we realized what an oxenfiesel is and it's basically a peeled off and dried bull's penis And you can get it in the pet shop because it's kind of a snack for dogs or something. Mm. <laughs> then we were running you, you around say, with those huge penises. You say maybe it's not that legal. Um, I think the most people would say it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, the, of, of course um, that. But um, how was the experience for you this year? Because I, I think a situation like this where it's not allowed to happen with... Um, over a hundred thousand running together in this big huddle through town and making this huge noise. There hasn't been something like that, especially since you're really into history and the history of Oberstdorf, like since World War II. And so how, how did it feel? Was it every every year it, it happens since World War II, uh, since the end of it, I think. Um, but it was difficult, but same. Um, you you walk through the town and you you have the the bells um, at your costume and basically this is what you hear if you walk as a as yeah. a Klaus um, for the other guys who aren't uh, Klausen or Berbele this year um, I think it was yeah um, leiser einfach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you didn't have that sound experience. Yeah, yeah, but but for but for me it was yeah more of the same. But um, the this big rudel at the beginning of the the Klausen evening, um, Where they all meet at that bridge, and then the horn sounds, and like 150 of these creatures run yes, down the main street. That uh, didn't uh, happen this year. Um, But I think it was also an experience because the the whole town was uh, like like a ghost town this this evening, and that's where um, the the tradition comes from. From okay, that's that's a very good point because that's something um, besides all the great stories we've heard in the last episode that hasn't been. Uh, 
talked about so much, um, the history of it. So where does it originally come from? We uh, know already from the last episode that it's um, that people have done it for ages. It's an old uh, pagan uh, tradition uh, before the um, the Christianity uh, comes. Yeah. Uh, um, before this region was Christianized. Yes, and there were the the, the young guys um, were wearing yes uh, some 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 horns at the top and fur and and uh, belts or or um, chains and and maybe other uh, um, metallic uh, things that uh, make sound basically. that make sound and and go through the town for um, do something against the ghosts they think are in town uh, because when the wind blows in this cold um, season um, November the beginning de of December the, real the beginning of the real winter and uh, it's uh, the, the long nights and everything it's cold outside and the the, the people staying at home and because they have no work to do outside on the fields or something and then they hear the wind blow and then they 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 think um there are ghosts outside so they believe the winds um running through town were actual ghosts they, they can't ex explain themselves yeah. why there um, um why there's some um sounds at this season and yeah. then they go outside outside uh, looking like 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 monsters like the Klausen yeah. and um, do a lot of their sounds to um, disturb the the ghosts to kind of um, make them go away basically yes good yeah and that's where it comes from because um It hasn't, it's, it is on um, St. Nicholas Day, but it hasn't necessarily something to do with it. And as far as I know it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, when this region was Christianized, the Catholic Church wanted this kind of old habit to not be continued, but they, uh, they didn't have the, the power to do it or they, they couldn't prohibit it. And so they somehow found the solution how to combine this old pre-Christian habit with the celebration of St. Nicholas Day. Yes, like like uh, um, the, um, Christmas, um, maybe Jesus was not born at 24th of December, yeah. but um, now we are celebrating Christmas at this yeah. day or, or Easter. And because they could, the, the Klaus or Krampus, or they call it something else, Perchen in other regions, They could not prohibit that. They just made it the bad cop uh, <laughs> to, to say Nicholas the good cop. That's basically what what happened. Yes, uh, I think so. Um, and we all also talked about World War II because um, we're going to hear one more story from a good friend of mine um, who told us her story about the Bärbeltag, which is basically um, the female version of Klausentag. And it happens two days before St. Nicholas on St. Barbara's day and that's why they're called Babele because of Barbara um, and we also talked about World War II already or that it have started to or it has not been interrupted since World War II but um, you told me before that there is a correlation between the war 
and the kind of tradition of Bärbeletag? Um, yes, there were two women at the the first days after the world war um, they want to have uh, something like the Klausen in Oberstdorf because um, a lot of men are uh, were dead or, or, there were no young or, men left basically or, yes or they in were imprisoned <laughs> or, or in prison yes and um, then they said um, let's do this um, by our own Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to accept that phone call. The Beverly, no. Go on. <laughs> And yes, they, they, they can't wear the, the, the Klausen has, um, maybe because it was expensive, the, the fur or the horns or the day. Um, but they have, um, other things they could wear and, and look, um, scary too with belts and ran through the town um, two days before to do something um, endlich, something, something like, yeah, something something like similar, this, like, similar uh, to the Klausentag. Um, and how, how did it look like for all our, our listeners who cannot picture that? Um, somebody who haven't seen it before would say like witches. Yeah. Um, but they have um, old dirndl. They they they're wearing old yeah, dirndl, and um, often uh, a gestrickter kittel and um, the cardigans, but in yeah, in a more rough alpine way. And in a more yeah traditional uh, yeah. Um, um, way and um, masks. They can yes, like the like the Klausen. But that's a big difference. They, they wear actual masks they put on their face because Klausen wear those big helmets with fur on it that falls o and over their shoulders. But Beble, um wear actual masks and they build those masks out of, I don't know, wood and moss and uh, any parts that you could crop off a tree that um, that grows around here. Yes. <laughs> just to make the difference because they were actual masks and, and Klausen were those big oh, yeah. helmets. Yeah, and, uh, but they have belts too and uh, Rute and, uh, rod, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, they, they ran through the town like the, the Klausen, um, but they're not that scary, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta admit, I, I, as a child, I've found them quite as scary as as the Klausen. Um, yeah, I was I was uh, um, tall as a kid. And <laughs> I always um, since I remember I was taller than the most bearable and yeah, maybe I people can see <laughs> to the day you would still make for a good um, basketball player. Yeah, You're a, a, a pretty, pretty huge guy. Um, yeah, but by but I always found them them pretty scary and they have one big advantage um, regarding um, the difference between Klausen and Berbele because um, one thing we all already heard in the last episode that you that people are really scared and run away from them from the perspective of someone who has run Klausen several times it's not that realistic if someone re really wants to run away that you'll actually get him because you Absolutely. carry all that weight. You only have those two little holes where you can see through the fur so you don't see really good um, around you and um, Babylon don't carry that much weight and see better. 
So that was the thing as a child. If you want, it was harder to escape the babble than the Klausen, because you always knew if I want to es escape um, from a, from a huddle of Klausen, run forward, find some I don't know some garden, jump over the fen fence and, and disappear safe. and disappear in the darkness, and they won't find you. Right. But Babylon, um always seemed uh, more, um, yeah. They had more, 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 more radius and they were faster. And it seemed like, okay, you really got to watch out that they don't catch you. Um, but yeah, how, how did you um, celebrate Babeltag? Because we talked a lot about how people <laughs> spent Klausentag and families are sitting at home and waiting for St. Nicholas and the evil Klausen to come to their place. How, how does this look on Babeltag? Um, yes, if I, a, f a few years ago, when I lived at, at my parents' home, um, then we, we have to, um, think about, yes, we want to run, uh, as a Klaus. So we, we have to go out. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, rule. the rule. That's the rule. If you do one of, one of, um, one of those. So if you're a girl and you run on Babel, you have to go out on a Klausentag and the other way around. If you run as a, as a Klausen, you have to go out on Babeltag. Yes. And, uh, uh my, my parents have a, a big garage at home. And then we, we bought some beer and, and, uh, wine and schnapps and a lot of drinks and snacks. And then we invited all Berbele in the whole town to, to come to this station. And so they did. <laughs> and so they didn't, those were great parties. Yes. And, um, one year we were, um, 20, 20 guys, no. um, who wants to run as a Klaus two days later. And I, I think seven or eight Rudel, um, yeah, 40 Berbele no. kind of. Yeah, it was very funny, but everybody was uh, really, <laughs> really <laughs> drunk. And yeah, but it that's that's the thing you do these days. That's the thing. Did you ever do, because that's something I did, and I can, I can explain it in a second. Did you ever do, um, we called it, and I know this is a... Um, <laughs> A difficult term, but we we did it. A, a, did you ever do a Babylon safari? No, I think uh, at the the the, the fifth uh, of December, there um, in some towns around uh, Oberstdorf, some Klausen, and yeah, one year we we drive uh, with the car to the the towns and look, but. Uh, no, nothing to me. So. Okay, because but that's basically that's what that's what we did uh, when I um, a few weeks after I got my driving driver's license, um, um, we <laughs> took the car and we drove around the Algar because it's not only Oberstdorf; it's all the little villages around who have those traditions. And in every in every little village and town, we stopped and um, were looking for for the babble. And that's what we did. And we had, and badly, I was the driver because all, and I was driving this, this big van with like eight seats in it. And all of the other guys were, <laughs> were super drunk after the first village because we had like four <laughs> cases of beer and several bottles of schnapps in the car <laughs> and did a kind of fabulous safari and were looking for them in, um, each little village. And there was one friend of us who <laughs> drove on his own and, um, until today he's not the greatest 
driver, but he drove a pretty huge car <laughs> and in every little village where there was snow and he had to turn around somewhere. It was a big spectacle because he hit some doors or oh. some little huts. So you can, you can imagine it. Um, yeah, but that's what that's what we did a lot of times. But one last thing I want to talk about before we get um, to Nadine's um, little story, that's her name, of a Babel experience. Um, what I um, saw over the past few years or what I feel like is that it's getting less and less girls and young women um, participating in Babel Attack. Mm. Yeah, Do you know any maybe, of the reasons for this? Or Maybe it it's, has something to do with the next days. So if you drink a lot of alcohol and you have to work a day later, yeah, it's, it's hard. Maybe the 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 bosses um, do not accept that they come on yeah, uh, lunchtime or they they. But that's something you also have with off. with the men with um, Klausentag, and there's still still every year there are so many people participating on Klausentag. But I mean, um, I wanted to ask you how you see it, and um, sadly Nadine didn't talk about it. Or was not sadly, but. Um, I and I don't want to want to want to speak for for everyone here, but I saw a lot and read about a lot of cases during the past years. Um, um, a lot of cases of harassment of Babele because, like you said, um, you're not that scared and they're not that huge and seem not that strong that many young men um, kind of um, attack them basically. Is that something you, you have experienced or saw in um, When I was l last year or two years ago, um, uh, in uh, yeah, after midnight at a station, and there were coming some, some Berbele at their their um, last station, um, I asked them... So there stops, basically. There stops. Yeah. Um, but it was the last stop. And so they finished after that. And then I asked them, yeah, now this year, what do you say? Um, everything's cool. And then they said, um, never again, never again. Um, because that they'll do it never again. Because because of the, the harassment and they, they see in in town and they they're um by themselves uh they were were harassed yeah and and then i i had the idea maybe um if in every bearbelle rudel participating one klaus to keep the assholes away um maybe that is a is it's a, an idea is an idea but yeah, because it, it is really sad because um, it. I think uh, <laughs> regarding re regarding equality, um, it sh Babel Tag should take place, and um, it's equally as cool as as Klausentag, um, and it's super sad that because of assholes who don't know how to behave um, towards women, um, women don't want to do it anymore, and I think we can just say. People stop being dickheads, and and you uh, think uh, um, you have to think it's a tradition who is an uh, 
ähm, Emanzipatoris. Yeah, <lacht> Because the, the women they invent, it kind of, invented yeah. it, um, they, they, they very strong and said, we have to do something to keep the tradition alive and, yeah. and, um, and it came from, the, and from women, yeah. Yes, and, and because of some, some assholes, maybe it, it would, is it over in a few years if there are no Berbele anymore? Um, who want to do it because of such things. And that is super sad. And I think we can just say, men, stop being assholes and women um, feel empowered and go on and keep this great tradition alive and, and make yourself some great rods um, to kick these assholes asses. <laughs> <laughs> and um, big thank you to you, Max, for participating in this little show. Thank you. Cool, man. All right. I think we, that was, I really like Nadine's story. I think like she was very informative. And I think it was really nice of her. So thank you, Nadine, for, for telling. I, I know that a lot of people, when they are, you know, their native tongue isn't English, that it's a little bit scary for them. Like with Max as well, it was always also really nice that he uh, did the interview with Nadine to send in her story. I really appreciate that a lot. Um, and I, I was really curious, you know, about what that feeling must be for women, but it, it kind of feels like from her perspective to be pretty similar to how it is for a guy. Like it's just kind of a fun adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it basically that's, isn't it. That's cool. <laughs> and that is something I always um, really um, admired about it that in, I don't know, conservative Southern Germany, um, there are still so many issues to be fixed about um, gender equality, etc. But since so many decades, um, there has been this little form of gender equality in this tradition. Um, and yeah, I was scared of both so much, basically, that we didn't talk about that because as a kid, you get both. <laughs> you get Babeltag and Klausentag. And you are basically feared of this week in total because um, it could happen to you as a kid that you would have Babeltag on the 4th, on the 5th, they would um, make a kind of Klausentag in school, like in high oh, school where I was. God. And then the, the older, um, like the the senior high schoolers um, who already yeah. participated, both Babel and Klausen, would dress up. And then the last um, hour of school, they would run around school and um, they were also route, allowed to hit teachers. That's what it made, uh, made it pretty attractive. <laughs> okay, that's um, actually kind of cool. And little kids, and it was so scary because it, it was within a building. They were running down the, 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 the school's hallway, etc. And that could happen on the 5th and then on the 6th, there would be Klausentag. So if you were like a 10-year-old, that could make for a very, very, very scary week. That's a, that's a long 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. That's a long... That's a long week yeah um and thanks to max too because that you know it's it's cool to hear i really wanted to hear from some from someone's perspective that ran this year because it's it's kind of a weird year and you know they like we talked about before we played the clips um you, you know they weren't supposed to do it and it 
people were wondering if it was going to be like officially canceled, but I think it's one of those traditions that the people of the region respect enough to allow these small, I don't want to like blatantly say like illegal, but just like these kind of, you know, what's it called? Like it's, it's something that takes place that they just, they weren't, they were like maybe deep and down hoping that people would kind of rebel a little bit and they can still moderate the limitations around it. Like, you know, two people at a time, not entering the houses, you know, not as long of a run as they usually do and stuff like that. So maybe creating new guidelines given the circumstances, but I think it's kind of cool to hear from someone that, that did it under these new terms, you know? Yeah, and I just also want to um, give a big shout out and a big thank you to Nadine and Max for opening yeah. up and um, telling me those stories in a language that isn't your native tongue. Exactly. With yeah. kind of a barrier. And um, that was so awesome. Thank you yeah, guys so much. Cool. Do you have any um, besides? Oh, I did have one one last question and we can, we can settle yes, it here. Um, so you talked about carrying a dried up bull's penis around <laughs> <laughs> to whip people. Are there besides like that is uh, by the way that is that is illegal that is forbidden any year. <laughs> that is that is forbidden. Okay. I was going to yeah. ask like what other what other things have been uh carried around to whip people with like uh, the what's the what's the <sighs> range the you know the array um, of things. <laughs> yeah, over the over the 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 years you've he- yeah. heard the tales of um guys wearing many many things like also chains um oh god um and like 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 actual whips or types of actual whips like indiana jones like indiana jones but they would um they would cut in the the top so that it would hurt more if when you hit people um then there will there were like so many Jesus. brutal things then they then people would um so that's the the tail you hear um, would build those rods, and you build those rods out of those tiny, tiny sticks of a, uh, of like um, bushes and trees, like like a hazelnut bush, like those, mm-hmm. um, and you 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 bind them together, mm-hmm. and people would um, would in the in in the middle of it would fit in this um I don't know the the, the word for it uh, Stacheldraht. Like those fences with those spikes on it. Oh, what barbed it? wire. Yeah, they would. Oh my god! They would man, bind that purge <laughs> within within uh, their rods, um, and because a lot of those things happened before Klausen start um, at Eubelhalle, you might know that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you played there. Lol. <laughs> that's where <laughs> that, that's where they Long start. Long time ago, though. That was a great show. Um, that's where they start, and before they start, um, police and people of the, the Trachtenverein who basically organize the event or what there is to organize, um, make a kind of a, of a control. And there are kind of regulations on what you're allowed to carry. So you don't, you are not allowed to carry anything that is not a route made out of these tiny sticks. And the first or the, the top meter of it, there are, you are not allowed to, 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 to wind that because mm-hmm. you wind them together but the first meter has to be free so that so it's so that it's not that that hard you know what i mean oh, okay yeah so yeah, there yeah. are strict regulations about how, what you are allowed to carry with you and how um it looks like and they control that basically because yeah there has been a lot of very bad things 
people carried around <laughs> and hit other people with. And so they're they're pretty strict about that. And that's a good thing, basically. Yeah, that's cool. Man, okay. I think that I think for me that that wraps up the the clouds and spectacular. Uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to add that maybe we missed with uh, Joseph or Max or yourself or Nadine. Uh, nothing that comes to my mind right now. No, I think this has been uh, a pretty pretty nice story, and I hope for um, for our listeners who are not um, who not have their origins in the in a region that um, practices habits like that, um, we could um, explain it or try to or make people understand why it is a thing and not just the purge <laughs> and not and not just the purge yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so for those who um have enjoyed this special uh thank you so very much for listening if you enjoy the show in general um you can support us on patreon.com slash jordan prince or you can go to wherever you're listening to the show you can go to itunes for example and give us a rating or a comment or a share. It really helps new listeners find shows like this. You'd be very surprised how much that helps. Um, and also just telling a friend word of mouth goes a long way. So please, thank you so much. If you enjoy the show, give us a share. And uh, Mo, where can they find us or write to us? Both on Instagram at Artifarts Immigrants. You can follow us there to not miss any... Um any of our content, especially sometimes we have like um, footage and images um, to our episodes. Yeah, you can go there and see, you can see the pictures of the Klausen. Of the Klausen, the, yeah. That's right, from last week's episode, yeah. Um, and you can DM us there or you can send us a good old-fashioned email to podcast at m945.de. And just before I forget, um, the song that we heard on last week's episode, I think I didn't mention it. Oh, um, yeah. Right, so I interviewed uh, this the old wise man, Josef. That's his band. He has a band in that region, and they sing only specifically in that regional dialect. So um, not every German can even understand them. It's very unique to that location, and it's called Joram Lee. You can find that song on YouTube. Uh, you'll have to say how it's pronounced. <laughs> Close the dark. Like Klausentag, yeah, but yeah. They, it's actually in the dialect. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think since you mentioned it, um, I'm going to play it again on this show since um, Joseph allowed us to play it because it it, it makes a great um, intro for this special. And yeah, you can um, find them on YouTube. And yeah, we can just uh, pack that into the show notes. Yes, yes, we'll add that in this time around. So th again, thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week for episode 50. Bye-bye. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.